ladies and gentlemen, I'm very delighted to introduce Aidan O'Brien to you, to our Empowering podcast. And Aidan is the second gentleman to uh, do this with us. We had Pat Dively last year, so we're delighted to have you to join us, Aidan. Aidan is an international professional coach and mentor to many career professionals, business owners, senior level executives and large companies all over the world. He's spoken on stage to over 300,000 people on five continents over the past 15 years, and I had the pleasure of listening to you only last week in Limerick for Network Limerick and, and you were excellent Aidan um, and I suppose what he, he he does and we're going to be talking about it is he stimulates and empowers us to do a self-analysis that will reveal our true innermost nature and guide us to becoming the version of us that we want us to be he will unlock you and see you how you see yourself and how you look at the role in you, the world and how you move through the world in a way you were never able to be before and you got great applause uh, last week in Savoy and Limerick Aidan and we were all absolutely in awe and enthralled when we come out. So can you tell me a little bit of how you got to where you are now and then we'll discuss more about what you do. Sure. Thanks, Mary. Yes, quite. You know, I'm still. Not, I never get used to the introduction. Um, especially <laughs> but yeah, I mean, last week was incredible. First of all, the audience was great. Really. Yeah. I think it was said around almost 180 in the room. Yes, fantastic. Yes, I am from Limerick, which people should know because yeah. last week people weren't sure. Um, but I'm full, full Irish, full Limerick, and uh, it's, it's, it was great to be back in Limerick. And you got and, a great write up in the Limerick Leader, of course, as well during the week. So. Yeah, they had me at the front. Day. I was quite shocked. Uh, yes. The picture. Yeah. They put. Yeah. And obviously in November at your at the Midwestern Empowerment Conference as well. So thanks That's again right. for having me. Yeah, and the University of Limerick. That was fantastic. We were delighted to have you, by the way. You're excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I started in health and wellness. I was running gyms. I was a personal trainer first, you know, in, in Limerick. And I was lucky enough to, to manage a gym there. And I remember a lady came in at looking to have her students. She owned a beauty school and she had 35 therapists she wanted to do some programs with. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. 35 girls, absolutely. <laughs> and I ended up, um, I, I remember in the, in the meeting we had, I said, what do these girls do after they qualify? And she said, a lot of girls go on to cruise ships. I remember this was 2009 in Ireland. Limer- and I always say Limerick was the Ireland of Ireland in terms of, you know, mindset and how, how difficult things were, were at times and, and heavy it felt. So I took that opportunity and three months later, I was working on cruise ships. You know, I, I loved it. I traveled the whole world. I did a whole Mediterranean, Caribbean. And even though I was in health and wellness, I was doing, I, we had 4,000 guests a week and my job was really to get in front of them. So we do seminars. So I was teaching seminars every day to hundreds of people and then getting them in for one-to-ones and then prescribing whatever they needed based on that. And I did that for, for a year straight. And, you know, I really got a lot of experience, obviously, but I found my home was on stage speaking with people, working with people um, of all over the world. And, you know, we had 150 ships there and I was in the top in sales after three months. And I think being Irish and being good at communication and being, you know, mm-hmm. making me feel comfortable to, to share stuff with you. I think that's where that was the foundation of, of the success I had. Fantastic. And, and how did you get to the self-confidence of doing that? You know, I don't know. I just it's not an easy thing to do to get up in front of that volume of people and speak to them. They're from all different walks of life and to really I don't know them. really where I always say I think it's it's I think we all have gifts from God. And I yeah. think that's yeah. my gift. I always felt at home since day one. You know, even in London training before I didn't they didn't want me to do any training. They were like, You're already good. And I was like, I just it was my first time, you know. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
first time I spoke was my brother's wedding. I was best man. There was 300 people and I, I was super nervous. I wouldn't like to be waiting for the dinner in. I, I, <laughs> I, was speaking so best I, only, man. <laughs> I only had two dinners. That's how nervous I was. I had three at the Irish wedding. But I remember about 200 people out of the 300 came up to me and said, you should be on stage. I'll never forget that night for the rest no. of my life. I remember the whole night. I was 19. I was thinking, how am I going to be on stage? Wow. I'm not that funny. Yeah. Can't sing. Like, what am I? And so when I did get up speaking, that was how I found my way. And I always had an obsession with, with the mind and mindset and freedom and understanding my mind and freeing myself from my overthinking mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and 2010, then I made a decision to go out on my own and do my own events speaking. I was good at sales. I was good at communicating. Mm-hmm. I knew they were skills not everybody had. And I, I, I just made a decision in 2010. I just, I said yes first and mm-hmm. I figured it out afterwards. Fantastic. So Fantastic. And obviously you've read a lot because you're passionate about it. So you read yeah. a lot around the whole. So your whole thing is about empowerment of self, which is this is an empowering podcast, Aidan, and about finding the true self and, and seeking mm-hmm. the true self. So what powers do you do you give people to do that? How do you go about that? Um, well, I think the biggest thing, um, Mary, is, is I, and this has kind of become what I'm known for now, really, is that awareness, you know, mm-hmm. awareness and for me, we have everything already. Like this was a bit of an, I talked last week at the event, you were, I had a bit of an awakening last year when I realized for, you know, 13, 14 years, I've been teaching these strategies to be better and to go further mm. and to think clearer and to be more confident. And last year I realized that actually what we have to do is we have to let go. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to add more things on. We need to let go of everything we're not. Mm-hmm. That's where this whole back to me thing came. So I, I one night I had this Deep That's your experience. book. You have a book coming, Back and to Me. The book is Back yeah. to Me yeah, and yeah. my podcast is called Back to Me and yes. I have a coaching program is called Back to Me. Like Back to Me became very, very clear that we have to stop chasing external things that there's actually nothing outside of ourselves that can give us the feeling that we have inside ourselves. Mm-hmm. Everything we're doing is for a feeling. We think that job will give us a feeling. That we think that partner will give us a feeling. We think that car, that house will give us a feeling. Yes. You know, whether it's validation or whether it's safety, security, whether it's mm-hmm. an ego thing, all of these things we are chasing, they're all some things, they're all based from something that we have inside ourselves that we don't know how to give ourselves. But the external things are never deep enough and they never will be deep root enough to match what we have. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea of back to me is to really let go of all the things that are not us, to let go of all the things that are in the way. Mm-hmm. Because things like love and all of these things, we don't have to learn how to love, actually. We know, like, that's not something we have to learn how mm-hmm. to do. We just learn how to receive it. We have to learn how to remove the things that are stopping us from feeling it and from receiving it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the, the awareness side of it, is understanding that we are everything we are looking for, but we're so disconnected from ourselves. Yes. And the world today wants us outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's pulled everything in the world. And that's why it's so difficult because the whole world thinks the opposite of this. Yes, of course. Yeah, it suits them to do so, yeah. Yeah, because when you're outside of yourself and you don't love yourself and you're filled with need, then you have to buy the. You have to like, I want to buy that because it gives me the feeling. I want to eat that because it gives me the feeling. Mm-hmm. I want to scroll because it gives me the feeling. I want to spend time with these people because it gives me the feeling. Mm-hmm. Everything is like feeding this thing that ultimately we just, we, we've forgotten how to give it to ourselves. When we're children, we have no needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, apart from the obvious, like sleep, food, water, air, all that, yeah. everything else is, that we think we need are illusions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get somebody, you know, you said you do to one to ones, Aiden. So obviously you hear their story because everybody has a story. And and how then do you go about getting them back on the road to 
recovery? Well, what's, after what's after working with people for 15 years, like I just see things very quickly. Like mm-hmm. even before I speak, sometimes I can feel exactly where they're at. I can see it from the look on their face. I can feel it from their energy, their body language. Um, but the great thing is, you know, working all literally all over the world for for half my life, mm-hmm. I can see where it's same. It doesn't matter where we're from. You know, I have clients from uh, over the last years up to 20 countries. Like right now, I currently have 10 countries in my programs. We're all the same. We suffer the same overthinking mind. Our emotions control us in the same way. We have the same doubts, same ego, same relationship problems. It doesn't matter. So very quickly, you start to see and identify patterns and you know what the solution is. And mm-hmm. the, the crazy thing is the, simp- the, the closer to truth you get, the more simple it becomes, actually. Mm-hmm. So we think we have to, and that was the thing from, I think mainstream media, mainstream personal development is like, it's teaching all this stuff all the time, just kind of back and forth, back and forth. I realized last year that we're actually over here now, getting back to me is way simpler. Mm-hmm. Like it's not complex at all. We just have to let go of everything we are not. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I do with clients is we start to really create that awareness of, you know, what are the things like just to be the observer, like what what's coming up in my mind, what's coming up emotionally. We look at what is coming up and then we look what caused that. We get to the bottom of where that comes from. Our mind doesn't care about our happiness. So our mind is happy to distract us once we feel the emotional pain, the discomfort in the body, the sadness or any negative emotion. Our mind will distract us immediately. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of courage to be willing to walk through the flames back to yourself. Yes. And that's why coaching and mentoring is so powerful because number one, it elevates you out of where you're at to see things from a new perspective. Mm-hmm. You can't see it where you're at because you've been going down the same path, thinking the same things for so long. Mm-hmm. You can't physically see it. So a good coach will elevate you out of your current situation to give you a different view. Then they'll give you a strategy to of what to do so it's clear in your head but the third thing is the accountability then like having a support and having someone there that's giving you objective feedback real-time adjustments uh-huh. i think that's what gives people courage and strength and, and so helps feedback them on to point. tell them to go away and visualize um was one of the things you said uh the last day and to visualize future outcomes and that's something people feel hard find it hard to do isn't it to visualize yeah, well, most people don't know how to visualize, you yes, see, because they, yeah. they just sit there and imagine. But, you know, I teach the real way to visualize, you know. And how do again, you do it, Aidan, in, in a short synopsis? How do you yeah, visualize? I mean, you were yeah. asked one of these, you were asked this, I think, last week as well, weren't you? Yeah. People find it very yeah. difficult to visualize. And just one thing I'll, I'll say first is there is no future you. There's just the asleep you mm. and the awake. Mm, mm-hmm. And there's some areas of your life you're asleep and some areas of your life you're awake. And the areas of life you're awake, you have a high level of awareness. Your standards and values are very clear and you make choices very clear and very easy. The areas of your life you're asleep, you don't know who you are. You don't have clarity. You don't have confidence. And that's the areas you struggle. Mm-hmm. So that's a chapter in my book, Awareness Over Discipline. You don't need discipline awareness because yeah. once you're, once you're aware you just choose from clarity from truth from your from the real you yeah. but getting back to the visualization like i said there is no future it's just the awake you so the first thing is what does the awake you look like mm-hmm. what because some of you guys haven't seen people who are listening they haven't seen the awake version themselves ever they don't even know they've forgotten yeah. and they've stopped looking actually so if someone comes to me for coaching you know i they have to be ready to walk the path. Like so many people tell me they want coaching and they don't, they find reasons not to, it's because they don't really want to make the change Mm -hmm. because if you knew what was on the other side, if you could taste the freedom on the other side, you'd never, you'd never stop. It's so powerful. Yeah. Visualization is about really understanding what does that version of me look like? 
And the great thing is, it's you all, you are already that. Yes. Like, yes, think yeah. of the get, you want to get, you have it already. You have to let go of what's in the way of it. Yeah. So what we do is we create a vision for how your life looks, you know, two, three years from now. How do you want to feel every day? Mm-hmm. What, what does a quality of life look like? What really aligns with you? And the d- visualization done right engages all your senses. So you should be able to touch it, taste it, smell it, hear it, feel it. Like you, your imagination is such a beautiful, powerful gift. Mm-hmm. Once you use it properly with your heart and you can feel that mm-hmm. version of you, now you feel different on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So you, you do that in the morning, you do it throughout the day, you do it at night, you feel different. And when you feel different, you choose different, you take different actions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So before actions come feelings. Most people don't feel like doing stuff any day because they, they haven't got clear. They're thinking of the version of them now as the past. It's the judgment, it's the fear. It's not the real clear awake version of them. So okay. a lot of the work is about really getting clear on who you are, you know, what are you, who are you really, where are you going? What do you want? Mm-hmm. I mean, when's the last time you think people listening to this sat down and said, what do I want? Who am I really? Where am I going? Who am I becoming? Mm-hmm. Like those are deep questions, but you have to be willing to create the space for yourself to ask the questions. And I suppose that's the big problem, Aidan, isn't it? The space, because, you know, we tell patients to take time out for themselves, to journal, to meditate, you know, yeah. to exercise. Uh, but but women and men and, you know, that have children and are busy with their full time careers, life has just got so, so busy that they tell me, you know, they, they, they struggle to do it. They, they might get, get it, you know, on a, a weekend, but that's it. So what do, you, what do you say yeah. to those people? Because that's unfortunately the norm for a lot it of people. It is. Guess, oh, yeah. But to be honest, I've seen, I work with so many people now, I can tell that people just, they're spending time on activities that aren't in alignment with them. They're wasting a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Like people are wasting a lot of time these days because, you know, they fall into these traps of what they think they should be doing. Whether it's social media, yeah. whether it's uh, Netflix at night, whether it's, just sitting around dwelling on things. You know, I always talk, there is no such thing as balance. It depends what season you're in in your life. If you're in a season where your health has to be a priority, Mm -hmm. then you have to become, I I like to call it an unsociable level of activity. You have to make time for that, for that health. If you're in a stage where you're launching a business or you're in a new career, that season gets that priority for like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is. It doesn't mean it has to stay like that, but whatever area of your life, your relationship's struggling, you have to dedicate some time. So when you get clear on the objective, now we start to set the strategy in place. Again, clarity comes first. Then we lay out a strategy. Now we schedule that. And then we prioritize those things. I have clients who are huge companies. I have clients, big entrepreneurs, big families, athletes. Mm. They have time because they make time. And typically the professionality for the high level person, they've had those skills maybe earlier on in their career. They've had to learn how to schedule but the the average person i suppose again they're not creating the space to even look how to do it they just assume they can't do it yes yes a lot of people talk about seek and and you shall find you know people don't find because they don't know how to seek yeah and i think with for for women who are looking after young kids um it's it's up to them to to take that hour out isn't it to to find that space in the evening yeah for themselves as opposed to you know just doing it doing all the work all the time and not we go into a deeper level then Mary where we realize people say oh I don't have the time because of the kids no 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 the time is for you mm-hmm. because I had this with a client on a group coaching program a few months back and we we did this she asked me that same question or she couldn't get make time to walk mm-hmm. 
I said, and she didn't have enough reasons to walk. That's why. But when we peel back the layers and we said, okay, but if you don't have time to walk and your health continues to decline and your weight goes up and your health issues go up, what kind of mother will you be in five years, 10 years? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What will that look like? And we just keep peeling back the layers, diving deeper, deeper. So, okay. Well, what about if you started walking? What would that lead to? And what would that lead to? And what? Would, and then you just go the opposite direction and you say, okay, do you walk up and like, can you get your 10,000 steps in? around the house. Oh, I probably could actually. Uh, she, she's, on, she's working from home. I said, so you're working from home. Can you do the calls walking up and down the house? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it was a step. And for three months in a row, she got to 10,000 steps. And it was like, and she just totally changed her outlook. But before she's like, I can't do it because I have no time. I'm working and I have the kids. She found a reason to, to do it. Meaning if she didn't change her health, she wasn't going to be there at all mm-hmm. for her child in the future. And she wouldn't be the type of mother she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And then she started looking at the obstacle and saying, well, actually, maybe there is a way. Mm-hmm. So you have to be curious again of like how, ask the question, how can I do it? Like, don't make conclusions. The more conclusions you make, the less alive you become. Mm-hmm. And people have made a lot of conclusions in their life. They think this is me. Absolutely. This is my schedule. Mm-hmm. You have to be with question the conclusions Conclusion. that you made already. And I loved what you said last week. You said, love the parts of yourself you don't like. I always get women, you know, when I'm examining them and they say, oh God, and they could be fabulous figures, but they say, oh, I don't like my this and I don't like that. And I always say, will you stop? You know, I, I think people have an awful, particularly women, have a, th- have a habit of putting themselves down and um, it's something we need to change. Judgment is a human condition. Our highest selves loves ourselves completely. Again, it's our mind that causes the suffering. We're constantly in comparison mode. You know, that's why I I teach people to get into the heart because when you're in the mind, you're in the judgment of the past, you're in the expectation of the future. It's constant comparison. Again, the world today has you more and more in comparison mode outside of yourself. And the whole part of loving yourself, you don't like where it comes from is all the parts of yourself, forget physically, even mentally and emotionally, like mm-hmm. you're quick to get angry or you're quick to get sad, or you always feel hurt or you feel like anxious or depressed. All of the responses mentally and emotionally, most of them you have since you were a child that just got deeper and deeper and deeper, that mm-hmm. became more and more layered because you weren't aware, no one taught you where they came from. Mm-hmm. So a lot of work I do with clients, we, we, it's a healing work. I call it divorcing your parents. You know, you have to go back to your childhood and you have to really start to cut some of the energetic cords, some of the beliefs you collected, maybe from your brother and sister, your parents, your teachers, Mm -hmm. because even if you had a good childhood, there was moments where your parents were angry, arguing, they were angry at each other and you got scared. Or maybe your sister got more attention than you did. Mm -hmm. Or maybe the other people in the class got, were felt cool and, or looked cool and you Mm -hmm. felt you weren't. All of these little traumas when you were a kid, they de- you developed your personality to protect yourself mm-hmm. from feeling those ways. Yes. Then you were a teenager and you had to develop more of these patterns to protect you. Mm-hmm. Then you were in college and you had your first relationship and you got hurt. So then you developed this other layer again. And by the time you're 25, 30, 35, 40 and beyond, you have all of these layers padding on and these reactions and these you know habits that are totally unconscious and it's all because it came from protection. What I do is teach you to love the parts of yourself you don't like. Understand that they were created to protect you. They were created when you were vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And when you start to love them and you say thank you to them, 
now you can let them go. Very good. And, and you were, very good. And you were saying healing is, is it must be intentional, Aidan, as well. Healing has to be intentional. Has to be. Like, yeah. Because the reason it has to be intentional is because the healing is in the feeling. If you don't feel it, you can't heal it. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we have to take the clients back to find these moments, to look at those moments, to open their heart and to intentionally say, I let this go. Mm-hmm. I let that story go because it's not me. And when you do that and you keep your heart open and you you observe it, you you, you stop feeding it, you plug out from it. Yeah, yeah. It can change, it can transmute. But as long as you stay, this is me, this is who I am, you're always stuck with that identity and nothing's going to change. Very good. Doesn't I love- yeah, go, go can, ahead. Yeah, yeah. You can move country, you can move job, you can change partner. Everywhere you go, you take you with you. Mm-hmm. So the, we have to unplug and plug out from that identity and question it. Very good. And one of the things you also said, which I thought was lovely, was be the observer, zoom out and notice your chatter, be the witness, notice your emotion, mm-hmm. your response, free yourself, um, have nothing kind of power over you. That that was a very powerful statement, Aidan. You have to, that's what I was just going to, you have to zoom out. Mm. And once you observe that version, once you observe that, you say, that's not me. You stop feeding it. You see, the energy can change. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As long as you are plugged into it and that's, you have that conclusion, this is me, this is who I am, this is my life. I have no time. I just find, I can never find the right partner. We can never make it work. I can never make more money. I can never be successful. I'm not good. Whatever it is. If you're not observing that, you're caught in that, you are condemned to that and you're condemning yourself to that. Yes, yes. Be the witness. And that's one of the first things I do, which takes the pressure off clients. I say, you don't have to change anything yet. Like the problem people make is let me change the behavior. I have to fix this. No, you have to observe it first. Mm -hmm. You have to know what it is first, where it comes from. Then we let go of it. Now we can replace it with a new behavior. Yeah, and of course, no, none of us look at ourselves from the outside. Sure, we don't. We don't rarely do the helicopter view on ourselves. Sure, we don't. Yeah. Everyone else can see it, but we don't. That that's that's well, the that's, big thing. That's it. We're experts that are helping our friends, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's why, again, you should be careful of who you listen to because your friends and family they want what's best for you because mm-hmm. they love, but they don't know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Only you know what's best for you. Like you have all the answers inside. Even as a coach, like I do a lot of mentoring where I'm teaching things, but the coaching side is I'm just shining the light for you to look yes. in yourself. Like you have the answers mm-hmm. and you do. And you have that infinite wisdom. You think your, your heart is beating without your intention. You're breathing every day. Your glands are secreting your hormones, as you know, better mm-hmm. than anyone. Mm-hmm. How much effort that takes? Yes. Zero. there's an intelligence there beyond our mind. Our mind wants to understand everything, but it doesn't have to understand everything. That's the letting go part, a bit of trust, a bit of faith, surrender. And I think once we do that, we can truly find freedom once we let go. But the problem is control is such an addictive drug. We want, not as guilty as ever, we want to control things. We want things done the right way, our way. Mm -hmm. There is no good or bad way. There's no positive or negative. Like I don't use those words positive. There's no positive thing positive. No, there just is. Mm-hmm. Once you're fully aware, everything is, and you just observe, mm-hmm. you don't need to apply meaning to everything. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's where your suffering is coming from. For goodness sake. Um, the journaling you said is very important. Why is that so important, Aiden, to journal every day? There's a couple of things. I mean, the, the best thing about writing anything, like when I, people come to my masterclass, courses or every new client they have to get a new journal called a back to me journal because you should never trust your memory first of all you have to get it out Mm -hmm. on paper and you want to look back you want to reflect on it but the first thing is getting things out of your head 
Because again, once it's in black and white, you're like, that's not actually quite true. Again, we want to question our beliefs. We want to question our, our thoughts. Mm-hmm. So by writing things down, we get stuff out of our head. The second thing then is when it comes to what we want, when we write things down, you know, we're telling our brain, we want this. It becomes a priority. Mm-hmm. So our brain is always seeking what's primary. Mm-hmm. Whatever is left in the back gets deleted and distorted. Mm-hmm. So if, if this change, if this awakening, this clarity is important to you, this growth, it has to be primary. So when you write it down, it becomes way more important. Just like, you know, you often hear the example, if you, you know, you want to, ladies want to buy a dress they love and then they see that dress everywhere. Mm. Or if you want to buy a car you like and you see that car everywhere. Or if you're at an airport and you hear your flight, why do you hear your flight? There's flights all the time because yes. it's important. Yes, yes, good if point. Good point and someone yeah. hear Mary, you turn around. Why? Because it's your name. Yeah. So by writing things down, we show it's important to us. It helps kind of filter out some of the nonsense, makes things primary. And again, it helps really get a lot of clarity, you know, and um, there's no downside. Very good. I was interested with the point where you said don't set goals, set standards, that uh, mm-hmm. setting a goal, you set a goal to maintain a standard, but you don't actually set a, you know, yeah. we all would have set goals, but you, you were very mm-hmm. um, emphatic that we should set standards. Aidan, tell me about that. Yeah, because everyone sets goals and for a, a short, linear, temporary period and then they achieve it or they don't and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's just like a one-time thing. Yes. Um, like I said, as you quoted there, like goals should help you maintain your standards. So mm-hmm. for me, I do a lot of running now. I was doing a marathon, ultra marathon. Maybe before I would have once set a goal of running a marathon, but then you've done it, then what? Whereas now I'm very aware for that, like my belief system and what I teach is that me running facilitates this vision of who I am as a person, as a man, the standard of health, fitness, strength, mindset the runs facilitate they're like pixels the goals are pixels of the clear picture of my vision Mm -hmm. a lot of people are setting goals and it's just they're they're nothing they're really just so set standards like when you set a standard that's just what i do that's we get in life what we tolerate you know Mm -hmm. so you have to set standards for yourself and then goals just help you maintain those standards so you can use goals you can use targets but they're not the end picture that's not the end of the story they're just little pieces of the bigger the bigger picture yeah absolutely and I suppose we deal a lot or I certainly would meet a lot of women who are um, as I said very busy going through hormone imbalance but even though they're fantastic professionally and they're very low self-esteem and I think it's it's how society has not empowered women that that's what we're endeavouring to do here. But how do you think we can do more to, to empower people and to give people self-esteem? Well, what can we do in, in society, yeah. do you think? Or how can we Again, ch- improve things? Because it's slow to improve even though we're all doing yeah. our best. It's funny you said about in society, but that's one thing we have to... You know, shift our priority. Everyone wants to talk about changing their world. No one wants to change their world. Yes. The yeah. first thing you do is take responsibility for you. If everyone did that, the world would be a much happier, healthier, fulfilled place. Mm. Again, it's we're so good at the outside of ourselves. So focus, take responsibility for you. Like I always say, no, I said it at your event. No one's coming to save you. Like the world doesn't care about you. Mm. And we potentially people who care about you and everything, but not to the degree you deserve or need. Mm-hmm. The only person who truly can save you and be there for you is you. Like you have to choose every day how to think, how to feel, the standard of of emotion and health that you want. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is set that intention to raise the bar for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, to 
to, and to realize that you don't have to go out and get anything. You are enough already. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing. But you've just been led astray by the illusion. Mm-hmm. And the world is moving you away from the real you. Like it wants you eating, drinking, shopping, scrolling. That's what it wants because mm-hmm. big media, big food, big pharma, it's run on money. Mm-hmm. They don't care about you. I don't care what anyone says. You cannot convince me otherwise. You have to choose your health first. You have to create space like I, I always use the example, Alan Watts said it best. He said, if you're talking all the time, you can't hear what someone else has to say. Yes. But if you're thinking all the time, you don't have, you can't, there's no space to hear what your higher self has to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for most people, they're in their mind so much every single day. They're not really hearing their truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, those ladies out there who want more self-esteem, what's the first thing I can do? Create space for you. Mm-hmm. You know, be a student of yourself for a while. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to ask some new questions like we talked about earlier. Ask some new questions. Create space to receive the answers. Get into silence. Mm-hmm. Just have some silence because you, you'll you receive an answer in silence later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We want the answers now. We want everything now the way we want it. Again, the control thing. Let yeah. go. Surrender. Mm-hmm. And start to look within. That's the whole essence of my back to me is like, just how can I get back to me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And boundaries and the, are important, aren't they, as well, Aidan? Boundaries for yourself to say no to people, to, as you said, find the space. I think that's one thing that people probably weren't taught enough as children. Absolutely. And they need because we, to. We weren't taught how to value our voice, you see. Yeah. yeah. Especially in Ireland, it's. Yes, very much. And not heard and stay small and don't be, don't be showing off and don't be getting carried away. Mm. So boundaries go hand in hand with standards. When you have standards for yourself, just boundaries are built into that. Mm. So, you know. No, and a lot of people are getting to that stage now where there's so much information accessible, but to make those choices to execute on it. Like a lot of, I always, you know, I have a lot of female clients who are in, have to leave WhatsApp groups, you know, because in some of those WhatsApp groups, there's just nonsense being talked all the time. And a lot of people, they don't want to be in it, mm-hmm. but they feel like I have to be. Like, again, you're outside of yourself. Oh, I have to be. I should stay there. What will they think? Mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. And that's just one example. You have to be willing to, if you don't want to go out and drink, don't go out and drink. Yes. You don't want to watch the show on Netflix, don't watch it. It's your life. You want to, you want to go to bed early, and get, but you have to get clarity, you see. That's yeah. the clarity. Mm-hmm. You have to be curious enough to find your clarity, to find your truth. Mm-hmm. And once you have that, you're pulled by that. It's almost magnetic. Mm-hmm. It pulls you. See, right now, everyone's trying to push themselves into what they think they should do. Yes. Right. If everything is an uphill climb, everything is a swim against the current because they've no clarity. They're just trudging through the day. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things. Sorry, Aidan. Sorry. One of the things that I, I, a patient I had last week who had thyroid control was very poor, but the underlying problem was that she kept attracting the wrong, a fabulous, fabulous person, but kept attracting the wrong people into her, her life. And, um, mm. you know, the, the one of the things that they, they say is that if you have a low personal self-esteem, unfortunately, you're going to attract these people into your life. You know. Yeah, we, we well, could get quite deep on that one now, Mary, yeah. if we get into yeah. it. But, you know, it's my belief that every relationship we're in, we choose mm. every relay, every person we meet. I believe we choose those before we're born for our growth, because, you know, everything you've overcome has made, has got you to where you are. Everything had to happen perfectly for us to be here talking today. Yes. Like we have, we've overcome just things that are mind that are simple to you that are mind blowing to other people. Mm. Like you've already jumped over hurdles that others can't jump over. And when we keep going into repeating cycles, whether it's relationships or everything else, they are literally lessons. We are going to learn the lesson either quickly 
or it's going to take a long time. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn through joy or we're going to learn them through pain, but we are going to continue to evolve. That's why we are here. That's our, for me, we are the universe. Exp- we are God expressing itself here mm-hmm. and we've forgotten who we are. Mm-hmm. And the world, again, that's why we have to go back to me to remember who we are. Mm-hmm. But all those lessons, those toxic relationships, they're all, they're going to keep going until you learn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have a choice do i want to learn now or do i want to learn later do i want to keep learning through pain or do i want to learn through joy yeah. but again, if you don't question your beliefs if you don't question the emotional health you have you're going to you think that's my lot so you're that's who keep going back into it yeah and no one can help you that's what i'm saying no one can get you there only even when clients come i say i'll show you the path but you have to walk mm-hmm. and it's the most courageous thing you can do but on the other side is freedom. You see, the ego is going to tell you, no, stay where you are. You don't want to do that. No, stay, getting the money, keep doing this, keep going back. And it's all illusion. Yes. It's all illusion. Our freedom lies in being completely aligned with who we really are. Like that's the freedom. And when you're, ironically enough, when you have that freedom, you don't want to convince anyone of anything. Mm-hmm. You're completely free. You're completely detached. Mm-hmm. You're resilient because life is coming. Life is always coming, but you want to be resilient in non-reaction. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be, yeah, everyone's reactive because they're so attached to everything because they think they need it. Mm-hmm. You don't need anything. Okay. You think you Yeah, yeah. So I get quite passionate about this, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a big issue for people, as you know, Aidan. It really is. You see patients doing it time and time again. It causes huge problems. Who's, who's, who's showing you the way, though? Who teach no one? There's yeah. no one showing you that. How do you know you think that's it? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying all the mainstream media still all this back and forth habits mm-hmm. and, you know, think positive, blah, 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 blah. It's all, it's for a point, but the real truth's over here. Back mm-hmm. to me. This is all that matters. Okay. Because okay. when you get here, you can truly let go of all of this nonsense. Good on you. And tell me about the book, Aidan. You did the book. What's the book about? Give, give us a synopsis of it. It's coming out it's in every- March, isn't it? hopefully in yeah. the March I have yeah. to finish it off it's just with travel and everything I'm making excuses <laughs> yeah um, we're doing loads of pre-orders for you with this podcast hopefully so yeah um, but back to me came from that awakening last year it came from you know I was in a place where I didn't love myself and I wasn't in you know loving who I was and I wasn't clear I thought I was clear you know I'd been doing all the work for years and mm. read hundreds of thousands of books and every year events and I just realized this awakening this experience I had I just realized I just need to get back to me mm. and to let go of everything I'm not and for the first time ever, I was a clear path on who I am. You know, just mm-hmm. back to me within a day, it was the book, the program and the podcast, all I made a decision. This is it. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, do I let go of all of this other stuff? And I was like, yeah, that's pointless because that's all that matters is this. Mm-hmm. So the book back to me is really, it's a little bit about my story because I mean, some of the stuff people would perceive as quite deep, maybe some of these topics, but you might think some uh, guru wrote it, but I'm just a normal guy from Limerick in Ireland who was in who found it. So I tell a little bit of my story to say how I arrived at this information. Mm-hmm. And then it's all about like, how do you get back to you? Like, what are the ways to get back to you? What are the philosophies and concepts I believe that are going to get you back to you? That's what the book is about, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. so chapters wise, give us, give us a few hints on chapters. So we can have an yeah, idea. Well, one, like I mentioned earlier, awareness over discipline is a big one. You know, awareness, I think is a game changer for people. Mm-hmm. Um, your chaos is your communication. Like I mentioned, you know, we have to look at our chaos in a different, I don't know if I mentioned that. Maybe that you was did, the call. Yes, I have that here. Yeah. So your chaos is your communication. Like we have to rethink how we look at things. You know, I I call it contrast. It shows you what you don't want, you know, 
Um, so yeah, there's a lot, there's a couple, we go deep as well into a couple other things, but surrender and detachment is is one you so, spoke yeah, about. Yeah. Like yes. surrender is huge. Like that's a big, a big thing, letting go and, um, yeah, you'll see, I don't want to give too Oh no, much no, away. not at all. I'm just, I'm just, the other it's thing, all the, the other thing, on. yeah, the other thing that, um, yeah, I, I, I really like that the trust thing is very difficult. You were saying trust and adjust. Um, it's, it's, it's a very hard thing to do, isn't it? To trust. People struggle yeah, with that trust, quite a bit. They do because again, they don't know themselves. Like yeah. this stuff's very simple, man. The more and that's like the more, like I said, the closer you get to truth, the simpler it gets. This is so simple. It's not easy to do. It's simple to do. The trust and adjust is you have to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to trust yourself, yeah. and then trust and adjust is you trust. You take action. It doesn't work out. You adjust. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stay where you are. Like we're not a tree. You can move, and we have this again. Yeah, the control the, thing. The, we need to get rid of that the control the, thing. Yeah, that beliefs we've are death by installments. I heard once. You know, beliefs are death by installments. Like I said earlier, the more conclusions you're making, the more beliefs you make, you're stuck. So all we have to do is question something. Like even when our language, we say it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's going. Our brain's going to think it's hard. It's going to prove to us that we're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot be casual with your language. You know, we always say casualness leads to casualties. Yes, you're killing yeah. your energy. You're killing your spirit by your talk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Talk about that as well. Like, hopefully I'll try. You do or you don't do. There's no, I'll try. There's no hopefully. Sorry. Like we're weakening ourselves every time we say sorry. Need. You don't need. Like every time you say I need, you're saying I'm not enough. Like I need to do that. You're, you're telling your, your spirit, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I need that. I need to get up early. I need to work out. I need to save money. You don't need anything. The real you needs nothing. You don't. You're full. You're complete. Mm-hmm. You, you want you want those things. Mm-hmm. And the honest truth is that when something is in your heart and you can see it, feel it, touch it, it moves you emotionally, it's already yours. Mm-hmm. You just have to let go of the things that are in the way of you receiving it. That's, That's it. Fantastic. It takes it's such a beautiful message. It takes the pressure off because for years we're always trying to get. As soon as you try to grab it, you lose it because mm-hmm. you have already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a funny, it's a funny kind of thing. I remember when I had the, the, this kind of awakening, I was like, how am I going to get this across? You know, but slowly but surely, I hope it's coming across in, the, in yeah. a clear way. No, no, so, very, very good. And then the last thing is silence, Aidan. Um, you know, meditation, you said, uh, dissolves into you. Like how it, it's so important and yet so few people meditate and it's it's so good for people medically. Mm-hmm for hormones I, for everything. I talk about silence because I think there's such an expectation around meditation mm-hmm. put too much pressure on themselves I know I did for a long time so I say that, like I have clients say I don't have time to meditate okay but can you sit in silence for five minutes mm-hmm. yes then you're meditating like as soon as there's an expectation around meditation you're automatically not meditating so really what meditation is is like like you just said there it's dissolving into yourself mm-hmm. it's when you completely fall back into you the real you your spirit mm-hmm. and you get into a state of no mind mm-hmm. and i've been very blessed and lucky to to feel this a couple of times and it's the most unbelievable and that's where i learned all this and I had this awakening that oh we have everything which is no need here like the kingdom we are seeking is in our heart. Like we just have to go back to us. There's nothing outside of ourselves going to give us that. Mm-hmm. But silence is when we remind ourselves of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we remind of who we actually are. And then we realize we don't need anything. And then we start to choose then from this place of clarity, truth. Now you choose and then abundance flows to you. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship, you're choosing someone, someone chooses you. Beautiful. Yeah choosing a career or a path like for me everyone has a lane yeah 
the reason people are burnt out and exhausted is because they're in other people's lanes and they're trying to make it their lane. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a lane. Like for me, I, for years of business and entrepreneurship and mindset, and it's like how and people think you have to niche into one. I mean, no, I found my lane now. It's the back to me lane. It's my way of speaking, my way of coaching, and no one can tell me otherwise. But I, I've been seeking for for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing. A lot of people give up seeking because they think, ah, oh, this is just my lane. Okay. And how are you going to stop yourself getting burnt out yourself, Aiden, with all the work you've on? How are you going to? Yeah. I mean, rest is important and sleeping and eating has become more and more important to me now, you know, especially with all the training for things I'm doing and the events and a lot of coaching and speaking takes a lot of energy, but I'm fueled by the fire that's there, you know, and yeah, I have enough knowledge to, 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 to continue to be smart enough um, good to, on you, good to, on you. to sleep, and just, to sleep and to eat. Yeah, and Aidan, just on that, uh, one of the big things, uh, the, the silence thing, going back to that, is, is p- some people find it very hard just to be with themselves and, and they feel lonely. And I suppose one of the big things is to, is to get comfortable with that silence, isn't it? And to know that... as you Just the mind, mm. the, again, you're everything, you are everything already. And it feels so distant for you because there's so much of your mind in the way. Mm. And... For me, it, it's still the same, and it was. It's only when I learned this that, you know, true experience that wait. In one sense, we're very far away from that level of peace and awakening, but in the other side, we're, we have it already. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's in the way is the mind. Okay, all of the suffering comes from the mind. I always say, like, you can't stop your thoughts. It's like trying to stop the waves. Yes, yeah. You don't have to stop the waves because you're the ocean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't have to stop the clouds in the sky because you're the sky. You have to realize I am, I don't need to stop my thoughts. I just have to observe, mm-hmm. notice, allow. They'll slow down. You'll get clarity. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's so hard to sit in silence, for me, I was very mind-driven. As an entrepreneur, you have to think, think, think. You have to be on top of everything. You have to be ahead of the game. You're talking to people, selling, all this kind of stuff for years. And it was very difficult to slow the mind down. Mm-hmm. But again, we have to set the intention. What kind of life do you want? Do you want to keep living asleep and exhausted and frustrated and burnt out? Or do you want to get clarity on who you really are? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's never too late. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about your husband, your wife, your mother, your father. You have to do it for you. And if you do it, you'll be a better husband and wife. You'll be a better parent. You'll be a better son or daughter. You'll be a better friend mm-hmm. because you'll be free. You won't have that weight of expectation, attachment, control, judgment. And like I said, none of us, well, none of us are perfect. And there's no arriving. There's no arriving. Mm-hmm. This is a journey. Just trying to be the best, the best you you can be. That's what we want people to do. Is just, it? Just to be the real, just to realize who you are, to remember who you are. Mm-hmm. Even if you get a glimpse of it, like I feel good. Like those feeling, the best moments you ever had in your life. There was nothing external involved. They were just you feeling a certain way. Just grateful to be alive. Wonderful. Well, Aidan, I'm hoping that all the people listening to this bus will be running or walking or sitting or whatever, <laughs> but that you've really empowered them anyway. You're a terrific guy. Really, really enjoyed talking to you. And I wish you the very best with your uh, Back to Me podcast and also the book that hopefully is out in March and you'll let us all know. And Absolutely. you're on Instagram as well, aren't you, Aidan? Yeah. That's Aidan O'Brien Official. So it's A I D A N O'Brien Official. My website is the Aiden O'Brien.com, T H E. Because there's another Aiden O'Brien who got the original one. So I'm the Aiden O'Brien. Oh, you're the Aiden O'Brien. Okay, okay. And Um, but anyway, I'd love to hear from anyone if they want to reach out and have a have a chat. Yeah, absolutely. Fabulous. And they um 
talk you did for us on in the conference is actually uploaded so people can get that on your Instagram and it's also up on YouTube and mm-hmm. uh, you do a lot of um, talks on, on your Instagram as well don't you? I, do, so, I put a lot of reels up there's yeah. the podcast the Back to Me podcast people are really enjoying that actually because I'm, I'm talking Brilliant. all about the Back to Me stuff so people can definitely check it out and if they're enjoying it let me know I love when people are enjoying it it feeds me then just you know it's it's valuable to them and I'll, I'll keep doing it Fantastic Aidan you're a fantastic guy and you're joining us from Dubai aren't you I'm looking Dubai, there at the gorgeous sunshine behind you and I'm envious but uh, <laughs> and that decision very quickly Aidan was why why did you go out to Dubai was it just to I came in 2017 first I mean for me I always loved the sun I've been travelling since even the cruise ships you know yeah. I've been travelling I've all those years, mm-hmm. 2010, I was traveling. I spent a year and a half in Miami as well. I went for two weeks. I stayed a year and a half. I just, okay. I love the sun. Yeah. I love the energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Create, you know, being inspired and encouraged to kind of create and be the real you. And being out here, that high vibration, if you want to call it, I think wherever there's a lot of sun, I feel like it, yeah. it's a different energy, different frequency, you know, and it just, it really feeds me. Well, but I just do the winter here. In the summer, it's like 50 degrees, it's too hot. So, yeah. But for the winters, back to the back <laughs> yeah, around the close, more south maybe, but a little bit yeah, near. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just the quality of life, the you know, being able to walk outside any day, safe, it's clean, and you know, just, just and drive drives their darkness. serotonin production as well, which is good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of vitamin D and yeah. lunch today. Now shorts and t-shirts sitting outside. It's just a nice energy. You know, don't make it too envious, Aiden. I know. <laughs> maybe it inspires some people. To Listen, you're a terrific guy. Thank you so much for for joining us on the Empowering Podcast and lovely talking to you. And I hope everybody buys your book and choose into the podcast. And thank it's you so very good. much. Thanks, Mary. Your support has been great since the very beginning. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to have me on. So thank you. for. You you are more than welcome. We're really delighted. Okay. Thanks, Aidan.